Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast, episode 56, title, Investing in Real Estate. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. I'm your host, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. You can interact with us on social media and definitely do find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing David DeCosta. He is the founder of DeCosta Properties. Welcome to the show, David. Good morning, Kelly. So nice to hear your voice and to see you as well. Well, thank you very much. We ask all of our guests to share their favorite attorney joke. I'm sure you have one or two up your sleeve. Well, I'm really not a jokester, but... Um, I, oh, I, I beg do, to differ. <laughs> I, I did do some investigating, and this one came to mind. So here's a question for you, Kelly. Why won't sharks attack attorneys? Oh, I know the answer to that, but I'm going to let you share it with the audience. Well, Kelly, of course, professional courtesy. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Okay. So, David, clearly you have a funny accent, just like I do. Well, y- yes. Uh, <laughs> I thought you had an accent. I speak normal, don't I? It dep- exactly. It depends who's asking and where you are. Yes. You, you're not, you weren't born and raised in, in America. No, I was not. Uh, I have a, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but I have a storied past. Yes. But, uh, so originally raised in Kingston, Jamaica, spent the, grew up there and then went to college in Canada, in Montreal. And then I came to San Diego where I've been for the last 40 plus years. So, um, the accent that really stuck was, believe it or not, more Canadian than anything else. So I'll say things like out and about. But, <laughs> but you can also talk Jamaican to you. Know? There you go. <laughs> there you go. And you know a thing or two about Jamaican food. Yes, I, I enjoy it. That's my main food stuff growing up. So uh, I remember. And then uh, my wife and I, Oh, for about 10 years, we actually owned a, a local Jamaican restaurant on the 101 in Encinitas. So yes, you Tamrock did. Tamrock 101. Yes, you did. And, and I frequented that place many a times, and I can attest to the food. Pretty incredible. David, tell us a little about your background. Well, like I said, born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. Originally, way, way back, Portuguese descent, Portuguese Jewish descent. And um, my family has been in the island of Jamaica for 300 years plus. So quite a history there. Um, maybe there's even some pirates in my background. Who knows? <laughs> so I um, worked there, uh, grew up in a very business environment, business and embassy environment. My mom was with the American embassy there and my dad ran businesses. And uh, so I, I guess I'm a product of that. I, I love being plain ambassador and I, I love business and uh, got into the real estate world, actually became licensed 2001, did some mortgage banking on the side, put my 
kids through college that way and eventually got into real estate full-time, which is my true passion right now. I'm glad I have discovered it. Fantastic. The reason I'm asking you is because this show is about helping entrepreneurs right, avoid certain pitfalls. So when you were growing up, David, did your mom or dad give you a guide as to little David, stay away from this because it will hurt you? Or David, as you're growing up, here's a book for you to follow so you can avoid all the mistakes that you are going to make and just live one of those perfect lives. And that's exactly what happens in business, right? No, no, that, I, far from it, Kelly. <laughs> as you know, you're an author yourself. So uh, we need more, quote unquote, books out there that we can read. So, right. No, nothing like that at all. It was kind of do it yourself, paint by numbers almost. You know, what's it say? The, I graduated from the University of Hard Knocks several times. Yes, and that's why we're really excited to have you on the show today because I want you to share your story. I want you to share your entrepreneurial spirit with our audience, right? So it really takes a certain mindset to be an entrepreneur. It's not for everyone. Well, you know, I go back to one of my mentors in life. He's my godfather, and uh, he was a true entrepreneur. He tried everything, and in Jamaica, he ran an ice cream factory, a cone factory, a straw factory. He brought the first dry cleaning establishment to the island. So entrepreneur through and through. I grew up around that, and he was like a second father to me. My dad, bless his soul, was... Uh, he put his nose to the grindstone, hard worker. I never went without, and that was good too. So I wanted a blend of that. And I knew in order to do that at an early stage that I had to take some risks. Because if you're going to go into entrepreneurship, rule number one, you got to take some risks. As far as the risks go, were those calculated risks or were those risks that you happened to stumble upon? Well... You can only calculate so much. So yeah, you do your homework, you do your due diligence, but there comes a time where you got to jump in. And when you jump in, it's everything in my book. There's no turning back. Right. I'm going to make this work. Exactly. That's, I, I that's opened it. up a restaurant with no experience before. <laughs> but I prided myself in a good business acumen. There you go. You do the research, right? You talk to people. And at some point, you have to jump in. You, you, either you're going to swim or you're going to drown. Okay? Yes. And if you drown, if you truly have that entrepreneurial spirit, you're going to do it again. And you're going to do it again. And you're going to do it again. Right? So here on this show, David, we are providing uh, advice. We are providing information to our audience. And again, it's all about helping an entrepreneur um, avoid some of the mistakes that senior business owners might have made in their lifetime, right? So as an attorney, I never had a mentor, right? I never had anyone to say to me, okay, Kelly, if you're going to open your own firm, this is how you do it. And if you're going to go out and expand your business, this is how you're going to do it. I had to do it all by myself. I figured it out, right? Again, you, I think the bottom line for every entrepreneur, David, is you have to have passion for what you do, okay? That brings me to real estate. I love real estate. 
absolutely love it. It's been around for centuries. Right now, you mean, you mean, it's, you mean it's as old as dirt, right? Isn't it? <laughs> there you go. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we're conducting this interview during a global pandemic time, right? So the times uh, right now are very unpredictable. But I want to pick your brain as the expert in why did you decide to go into real estate and how can real estate become an asset for people, you know, for the future? Well, when I first came to San Diego, like I said, a long time ago, I actually had the opportunity straight out of college of going into real estate. But guess what? I was scared. I had $800 to my name and I had friends of my family that lived here and were very successful in real estate. They said, David, we will help you. So at that point, it was fair. I didn't do any research, so I didn't take that kind of risk. So I went for the tried and proven and got into business. I was a salesman. So real estate has always had that allure. When I had my first kids growing up, you know, my wife would be sleeping in, Tina, bless her soul. She likes her beauty sleep and she is beautiful. Talking about sleeping, David, talking about sleeping. If you hear snoring in the background, that's just my four-footed associates. (laughs) Oh, okay. Living in the COVID world. Okay. What I'm saying is I used to go to open houses on a Sunday morning with my one or two-year-old, again, just going into houses. And I had this knack. It's the intuition. I did my research. At one point, and I know San Diego County like the back of my hand from the San Ysidro border all the way past Oceanside. So I would be able to tell you just about any street in the county what values were. And I did that because I I traveled throughout the county in my various sales uh, professional jobs in my career. So I felt very comfortable, very well suited, and I'm a people person first and foremost. Yes, you are. So it's not necessarily making a sale when in all honesty yes the income is good and we all need to eat correct but really i really wear my heart in my sleeve and i put myself in my client's shoes and i want to help and sometimes it's if that house isn't for you kelly i have to say kelly you know we can do better than this or why are you doing this really in other words the motivation for you has got to be there to purchase or sell that home. And, you know, so I always keep that as my mindset. And if I'm taking care of the customer and doing business according to their desires and needs, well, then I think I'll always be right. So how can owning real estate be an asset for uh, business owners? Well, for business owners, You need shelter first and foremost. So that's the first, it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Food and shelter. And as we move up the food chain, we want to expand and grow and become more of an entrepreneur. So yes, you can rent real estate. So there's investment real estate, which to be honest with you, I do, that's a small part of my practice. My main practice is in the area of helping either retired people or semi-retired people maybe downsize into a smaller more convenient lifestyle and home or move up buyers as also 
first-time buyers. But again, it's an asset. There, there are numbers out there that prove that if you own real estate, whether it be a one-bedroom condo or a 10-bedroom mansion, you will have more wealth in your life. That's interesting. Plain and, plain and simple. Expand upon that. When you own real estate, and let's take it in its simplest concept, a single-family dwelling, you are making a monthly mortgage payment unless you happen to be able to be wealthy enough to pay cash. But 90% of the people out there are, have a mortgage, correct? Right. I have a mortgage. You probably have a mortgage. So you know what that means to me? Forced savings. Americans haven't been in the lifestyle. They're not in the habit of saving. They're probably the worst in the entire world when it comes to saving money for a rainy day and Obviously, we know what that's like right now. But as you save, and whether that house payment is $1,500, $3,000, $6,000 a month, you are building equity. And if you live in Southern California, you know what that means. And you know what real estate means. Even more so valuable in Southern California because we are in a very different arena in the real estate world. We are truly special. Take San Diego County, for example. This is why prices have been so stable, even amidst this crisis, worldwide epidemic. Guess what? People think prices are going down. I have news for you. They're not. If anything, they've inched up quite a bit because it's all about two important economic factors, supply and demand. I remember that from my uh, economics class. <laughs> yes. So right now, there is little or no supply. In, in fact, there is 42% less homes available on the market compared to this time last year in San Diego County. And these are very recent figures. I track figures. I don't love numbers, but I have a relationship with numbers because it's part of my business. And I have to stay on top of the numbers, so I work with top economists in the area. Right. So 42% less supply and guess what the demand is still there it was there before the market is very strong and we have this thing called interest rates remember we decided that the majority of homeowners have a mortgage so they want a low interest rate so that their payments are less each month and right mm -hmm. now right now david the, the timing's perfect on have uh, on refinancing right Absolutely. There is a refinancing boom. And I myself just refinanced uh, six weeks ago now. So I just closed. And uh, yes, there's so much of a refinancing boom that there is actually a, a logjam. And lenders have had to back off and tighten up and say, hey, you know, we only want the creme de la creme because we're, we're full. And they even rates actually went up for an interim there. Now they've settled down again. And my crystal ball tells me that rates will be relatively low for the next six months to a year and a half. Right. So as far as a business owner owning real estate, okay, when a business owner, because money's everything. Without money, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to live the lifestyle that you want, uh, run the type of business that you want. And with business owners, if they're thinking ahead, they are at some point going to want to take out some sort of business loan, especially in today's economy. The financial lenders, they look 
at what are the assets that you have. And if they see that you are a homeowner, one, that shows you're responsible, and two, you can literally put that down as collateral for a, a business loan. So that's how owning a home, owning real estate could help a business owner. The other thing that you had just mentioned too is the refinance, right? So for example, say you paid $3,000 a month uh, for a mortgage and then you refinance and now you're literally saving, you know, maybe two to 300 a month because of the refinance and the interest rates being so low. Well, if you continue paying $3,000 a month, right, you can actually pay and that would go towards principal. You can actually pay down the loan, your, your mortgage much faster. Is that something you'd recommend? Absolutely. Yes. For those that want to take that road. Uh, I look back and remember I said I used to own a restaurant. So when I needed extra money, guess where I went? I went to the equity in my home loan. Because when I shopped around and I saw interest rates out there, well, it was going to cost me 10% over here or 8% over here. I even went to the Small Business Administration, which is an excellent resource, but it was going to cost me 8%. And I went into my own home loan and I asked my banker, I said, I need to pull some money out. How much is it going to cost me? 4%. So which number sounds better? So I was able to uh, have money to expand my business and my interest. But not only that, not that I really needed the money, but I had it there for that rainy day. Absolutely. If I wanted a new piece of equipment, or if I needed to expand my business, or if I wanted to open up another location, that was the money that I could use. Riskier, but again, it was there. I needed to get an alcohol license. I had it, I bought it. That al alcohol license in four years quadrupled the money actually, have you heard the expression 10X? It 10X'd it um, yes. that much, that alcohol yes. license. And I was able to sell it when I wanted to use my exit strategy. So yes, a home is that pot of gold. That's you fantastic. You should nourish it, you should enjoy it. And if you live in San Diego, you should do everything possible to buy a home. You mentioning alcohol, no, it's not happy hour yet, but... It reminds me of a country song where the, the singer is singing. Um, people are saying to him that you have a drinking problem. And his response is, I don't have a drinking problem at all. I can drink fine. <laughs> I just have to share that with you. I, th I thought that was comical. But yes, you are a business owner. Uh, you're an entrepreneur. And being part of owning a business, David, you actually thought outside the box too, right? You could have just had the restaurant without a liquor license. But for you to think outside the box and think, okay, well, how can I make the business more profitable? Just like you said, 10x. How incredible is that? that that's huge. So that could be something that our audience could start thinking about too, as to if they have a business, how can they make it more profitable, right? Where can they go to get more money at a lower rate that they can invest in their business? And again, this goes back to owning real estate. Right. But again, using the restaurant as an example and expanding, find out what people want. I did my research. There was no live entertainment no music being played in restaurants. I like music. I had something special. I had a Jamaican restaurant, a Caribbean restaurant, so I could bring reggae music, 
calypso music, all varieties of Caribbean music into the area. And I wanted to create a different vibe, if you will, in North County, because back then it wasn't as diversified, so I wanted to bring more culture. And who doesn't love reggae music? So I was one of the very first to start bringing music into establishments like restaurants. And I pride myself because now it's a growing trend and everybody does it. It could be a local guitarist or a musician. But again, giving them opportunity. I have one of my good friends from back in the day, and he says, David, I will always remember you because you gave me my first break in entertainment. Because I said, Johnny, come on in here. You can play for two or three hours. I'll buy your beer, get you a sandwich or whatever. Just don't overcharge me. Because <laughs> unless you bring so many clients and such a, a lot of your following into the restaurant, I can't afford to pay you a whole lot. So it becomes a win-win. He worked very diligently to bring his clients into my restaurant. They ate, they have, were happy, and they listened to his music. There you go again, thinking outside the box. We, and we fill, fill in a need. Fill in a need. Yes, exactly. And giving the customer an experience, right? Where they want to keep coming back again. So if I was looking for real estate and I had my pick as to whom I could choose as far as my agent goes, obviously I know you, David. I know you're a an incredibly caring man. You are a people person. You're very well connected. But without me sharing with the audience, what's that special something that you bring to the table that clients are going to say, yes, I'm, I'm going to go with David? Thank you for the kind words, Kelly. And, and yes, you know, there are really three cornerstones of who I am or my philosophy, if you will. And I'll tell a short story if I may. I hope I'm not running out of time here. When I was going into real estate and I wanted to brand myself, I put it out there to my connections. And I said, guys and gals, you know me, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever the length of time, give me three words that describe David DeCosta. The cornerstones of my philosophy were service, connections, and trust. So that in itself, I think, is a great way to venture into the real estate world or how to choose an, an agent. So three years ago, I left my broker at the time and joined a new operation called Harcourts International. We're in 10 countries, originated in Australia and New Zealand. And I joined the particular broker here because he is just a, guess what, an exceptional entrepreneur. And I pride myself in that because I consider myself a business person first and a realtor second, because there are 30,000 realtors with licenses in San Diego County, but not as many business people that know real estate inside out. Right. That's a big difference. So going back to the story of Harcourts, why did I join them? Well, because of this broker, Kevin Sanchez, he owns about uh, 10 franchises up and down the California Gold Coast, Southern California Gold Coast. And we have this magic option and it's called an auction. And you might say, well, Kelly, you know, that was back in 2008 when there were foreclosures. No, no, stop and think. You like your 
exquisite jewelry, don't you, Kelly? Well, who doesn't? So baubles and bangles and diamonds and pearls. So jewelry, grand estate homes, exotic cars, fine art. How is that sold? Auction. At an auction. So what we do is we, we rethink real estate. Again, thinking outside the box. And in Australia and New Zealand, they sell 80% of their residential real estate in this fashion. So they reverse the entire process of what we know as traditional real estate here in the US of A, where rather than starting at a ceiling, a set price, a million dollars, let's say, that's only telling people to negotiate your down. Right. So buyers will want to pay less than that because guess what? Nobody wants to overpay for real estate, right? Right. So we reverse this process in this non-distressed luxury auction platform that we use and start at a much lesser amount. We cast a broad net, so we attract a lot more buyers to the property through the internet, obviously, and a lot of marketing techniques that we use, really to compete and create this environment of competition, which drives the price up to the desired outcome that the seller wants. See, that's brilliant thinking and strategy and marketing. It truly is. That in itself sets you apart, David. Now, we do have international listeners, right? So the podcast has gone international. And if someone is thinking about moving to the States, particularly here in beautiful San Diego, California, they can absolutely reach out to you and we'll add your notes to our show notes. But what advice would you give someone who is looking, and I I know this is completely on opposite ends, someone that's looking to buy and someone that's looking to sell. So two pieces of advice. Well, again, to buy, you can do all your research up front, but you really need a strong agent working on your behalf to help with the negotiation process. Because it's, remember I said supply and demand earlier on? Yes. There is not much supply. But unless you have in your bag of tricks an excellent realtor who knows the market before the home even comes onto the market, how does one know that? through their connections, through their network in the industry, so on and so forth. So again, I happen to be well-connected, so I keep my pulse on what's coming to market so that you don't know it yet, but the home you want isn't yet on the market, and I've already found it for you. Right, right. How about someone that's selling? So if you're selling, you want your home in, in good condition, and I'm assuming you want to price it correctly so it moves quickly and you don't want to keep it on the market for a long time, correct? Right. Meaning good conditions. So for example, you know, even just like a simple paint job would maybe increase the the value of the home? The the biggest return for the dollar when you're listing your property is curb appeal. Yes. So walking up to the house, is it clean looking? Is the front door fresh? Are there a couple of shrubs or flowers in the garden that I can see? That one item alone can be a game changer. Right. And you'll come in and you, you'll advise the home seller and you'll put a list together for them and say, we can work on these simple little things that can literally add, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 to the sale, sales price. Correct. And then again, remember the big differentiator for me 
in the selling market is I'm the only real estate organization out there that can give you a choice. You can list your home the traditional way, start at the top and work your way down, or you can list it the non-distressed luxury auction approach, start low and build it up. So that choice alone, incidentally, let me quote a statistic. Using this auction method, we achieve success for the seller 91.6% of the time. We'll have a successful closure rate. Traditional real estate, I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you think the percentage is selling traditionally in this country? Oh, um, well, everybody. Besides. With the first realtor. With the first realtor. I don't know. I'm going to say 60, 70%. Well, most people, you're, you're good. Most people will say 70 or 80%. But in reality, it's between 40 and 50%. Wow. Okay. But David, how do you get someone to see the process differently, right? Because people are, we're ingrained in one way of thinking. This is how we've always done it. This is how we're going to do it. How do you get people to say, look, an auction is an option, a viable one? Well, because we let you have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> so there are three phases to this process. And phase number one is we do a lot of marketing. And in the first three weeks, let's say, of the auction process, and it is a process, you have the opportunity to sell your home in that period. Because if a buyer brings you an offer and it's good enough, guess what? You'll take it and that auction gets canceled. So it is, in a way, a traditional sale, except that you've achieved this win, if you will, in a much shorter period of time. Right. Now, if that doesn't happen, auction day comes along, which is usually a month from now. When auction day comes along, incidentally, in this first phase, 40% of the time will achieve success. The house will sell. If that doesn't happen, though, another 40%, 42% of the time, the house will sell on the day of the auction or under the hammer, as our auctioneer likes to call it. Right. So you're up to 82%. Sometimes it doesn't sell an auction day. There may be a cleanup period usually afterwards, usually eight days to two weeks where you'll need to uh, maybe clean up some financial contingencies. Maybe one of the parties didn't get the opportunity to see the house when they wanted to or at nighttime or at daytime or whatever the case might be. Right. So these things get ironed out in that short period. Okay. So that's like another 10% of the time that happens. So that's why we can say we successfully close on business 92% of the time. In a shorter period, our average selling time in today's market as of last week was um, 39 days. That's fantastic. That truly is fantastic. Now, as far as the dates go, we will add your information again to our show notes. We'll, we'll add your website, and I'm sure you constantly update your website as to the dates when these auctions will occur. So uh, we'll have that information for you. So David, if you could do it all over again and you could change one thing about your life, what would that one thing be? What would you say if I said nothing? I would say congratulations because if you had asked me the same question, I would have said I would have done it exactly the same way. Because, you know, has it been difficult? 
absolutely. But it's the journey. Yes. It's the yes. journey. It's made you who you are. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm very satisfied at my point in life. And again, what's happiness? It's all about what's inside. Perfect. So how can the audience get in touch with you? I'm at dacostaproperties.com. Yes. And if they want more information on the auctions, they can see it there. I'm on Instagram, on Facebook. Join my Facebook page. You'll see some videos. I have a YouTube channel. I'm on Instagram. I guess I'm trying to market myself and brand myself. Dacostaproperties.com. You got it, David. And is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we have to wrap up our interview? No, I, I think you've, you've done a good job. You're spot on, as it, spot on, as they say. Spot on. <laughs> exactly. So, Kelly, it's always a pleasure. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to express all of my feelings and the sentiments of my love for this business today. And uh, thank you so much. Um, I know we've met each other probably 10, 12 years ago, if not longer now. Yes. When you first came into Carlsbad and we met through the Chamber of Commerce there. Yes. Yes, David. And we have kept our friendship going. And here's to the next, you know, 25, 30 years. Yes. Good enough for me. <laughs> Fantastic. God bless, Kelly, and thank you. Absolutely. It was my pleasure having you on the show, David. And audience, please feel free to leave us your feedback and comments on our contact page. Uh, we'll be happy to address any questions and any information you'd like for any upcoming shows. You can get David's information from our show notes. So make sure you do download the app. It's Go Legal Yourself. You can download it from your app store. And remember, the only way you become successful is if you make today the day you go legal yourself. I am attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. And it was my pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success.